You're listening to E-Commerce Marketing School, presented by Privy and Printful. Before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to give a quick shout out. March is Women's History Month, and today is International Women's Day. So this entire week, we're featuring episodes with five incredibly inspiring women I'm lucky to call customers, partners, and teammates here at Privy. You're going to hear from Yulitsa, founder of Healthy Roots Dolls, Amy, founder of Lippy Clip, Vivian, founder of Kinky Curly Yaki, Daria from our partner over at TVP, and my podcast better half, Lauren, who really runs the show. Enjoy, and thank you to all our female listeners for being incredibly inspiring and doing everything you do. Mom, you too, if you're listening. I've talked a lot about founder story and how critical that is as the foundation for your e-commerce marketing. It's on your headline, it's in the website, it's in your emails, your ads, it's literally everywhere. And it's arguably the most important ingredient to your marketing. Taking the time to write it down in short, medium, long versions, and then you tell it live, essentially ad nauseum. That's just how this stuff goes. I've been telling the Privy story for almost 10 years now. And one of the founders I've been watching for a while now is Yelitsa Jean Charles. And I am flattered that she's here with me today for this episode. She's the founder of healthyrootstalls.com. And I'll let her tell the story in a sec, but a few highlights I wanted to call out. She successfully launched on Kickstarter with $48,000 in pre-sales. She just announced that her flagship product, Zoe, will now be sold through Target. She also just announced like two weeks ago that she closed a million dollars in funding And it feels like every single post I see from her on social media goes viral. So Yulitsa, I love that we finally get to chat. I'm a huge fan. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. You make me sound like such a rock star. Well, I think you are. (laughs) (laughs) Like in case anyone listening hasn't heard of, of you or Zoe or Healthy Roots Dolls, can you just give us an overview of like what you're up to and how you came up with the idea? Yeah, so Yelitsa Jean Charles, founder of Healthy Roots Dolls, a multicultural children's product company that's all about teaching children to love themselves just the way they are. Like you mentioned, we have our flagship product, which is this beautiful brown doll with curls full of power, as we like to describe it, named Zoe. Uh, And I created her to be more than just a doll painted brown, but an educational play experience for young children of color, especially young girls with naturally curly hair. Because believe it or not, when I was growing up, I had no idea how to do my hair. And it was such a struggle. Didn't know how to do it till I was about 20, 21 years old. And I realized why don't I know how to take care of my hair as it like naturally grows out of my scalp? And why am I constantly being told to change it in order to be beautiful? And so here's this beautiful doll with hair that you can actually wash in style and learn to love your curls just the way that they are. And we launched that in um, 2014, 2015. And with the help of some Kickstarter backers, have come a pretty far away. Love it. Yeah, I was watching your TEDx talk the other day. And uh, just to kind of get a feel for like, your founding story and your your experience with with Barbie as a young girl and how that stuck with you. It's just, it's really amazing. And I think, you know, the best companies that I see in this space or in e-commerce are really where like the founder is solving a problem that they yes. had. So when you were at RISD, like, is that where you started working on the doll? Yeah. So it was actually in a class, uh, my junior year, an illustration class where I redesigned Rapunzel and turned her into this little brown girl with pinky curly hair. And then my classmate said, wow, that looks like a doll. 
have you thought about making a doll? And I was like, no. But then went to Facebook and like you just said, solving a problem, had a comment thread of over a hundred comments from, you know, women like me who had similar experiences growing up. And they said, yeah, I didn't have dolls that looked like me or they didn't have the hair or it looked like this and it wasn't realistic. And so that's where I thought, okay, maybe I can create something for this. Wow. So did you just post that like on your own Facebook or in a group or what? Yeah. So that goes back to what I always tell people about telling your story and and being authentic and building connections with people. I was able to start my company because I had built a platform for myself on Facebook and on Tumblr, um, talking to people about issues regarding race, gender, and sexuality. And so we would regularly have these type of conversations. And it was what I was known for on my campus, trying to bring diversity and inclusion to the classroom. Nice. Nice. And also helped you, that platform helped you kind of validate the idea that you were thinking about before you really manufactured anything, spent money on marketing, any of that. That's exactly. that's awesome. Figure out what the problem is and figure out if you can create a solution. Cool. So that was six years ago-ish? Ish, yeah. Something like that. And then, you know, what was the thinking like around starting on Kickstarter? I think Kickstarter was the trend at the time. Kickstarter was very much the trend. I'm not sure if I see people do it as much. And like people occasionally like reach out to me like, hey, I'm thinking about doing Kickstarter. I was like, I don't know how it works over there anymore, but this is what I did. And so that was the trend. People would launch products there. I was inspired by one of my mentors, um, Deborah Sterling from Goldie Blocks, because she had done a Kickstarter and they did like a quarter of a million there. So I was like, clearly, this is a great way to launch a product. You tell your story, get people to support it, back it. And so that's how I ultimately started. And it was in my undergrad. I did Kickstarter because I am this young Black woman with an art degree. Didn't even have my degree yet. Was in the middle of getting it. And I was in these startup programs where I got this $4,000 grant from the Brown University Social Innovation Fellowship. And I then went on to do the Mass Challenge Accelerator Program. And then in those conversations, people telling me, oh, you need to drop out of school, or this is niche, or I don't really see the market for this. And quickly realizing, oh, these people don't want to invest in me. They either don't believe in it or they don't believe in me. So I'm going to have to go find people that do. Nice. And so Kickstarter was a platform to find people that do. It looked like there was like 600 backers. 674. That's crazy. Yeah. And and so it sounds like you, you did the pre-sale and like, had you figured out how to manufacture for that many yet? Yeah. So that was what I was doing nine months before I actually did my Kickstarter campaign. And that's what I always tell people when they come to me. It's like, so I'm launching it next week. And I'm like, I don't know if you're going to do that because there's a lot of work that goes into it. So I had to figure out manufacturing, like who's going to produce this product? What was this product going to look like? And how much capital is it going to take to do that? Because if you don't have a manufacturing partner, you don't actually know the cost yet. And so even with that information, there were still a lot of changes that we made in two years. So it's like, okay, this costs way more than we thought it was going to cost at this scale. What can we do for this much, et cetera, et cetera. And then bring that first product to market. Nice. And so between then and now, how has business gone for you? Well, we 10x from 2018 to 2019. And then from 2019 to 2020, we 10x. We went viral in 2020. We partnered with Procter & Gamble's My Black is Beautiful to relaunch our product October of 2019. And that sold out twice. No, that sold out. And then we went viral. Then we sold out twice. Um, it's been great. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. And so you know, one of the things that like I keep seeing from you, I mentioned in the beginning of the show, but so much of what I see from you online is it's like the intertwining of your personal story, your passion around some of the DEI stuff that you mentioned, and Zoe. Is that a deliberate strategy in how you market the business? I think 
it's odd to call it a deliberate strategy for me because I don't feel like it's a strategy, quote unquote. It's literally yeah. just how I do things. <laughs> it's um, authentic. It's authentic, but it's also, it, you could call it a strategy in ways. This is what I believe. Like, this is what I was talking about before I went viral. This is what I was talking about when I had 50 followers versus how many, whatever I have now. And then in between there, I'm talking about my favorite makeup and touchy those or whatever. So it's just, these are just my thoughts and this is just how I feel. So if that helps people connect with my brand and want to buy our products and help us grow, awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, I started the episode with the fact that like, you're going to have to tell your story a million times over 10 years. And so it better be authentic. It better be real and you better be passionate about it. Otherwise, what are you doing? But I, I find it funny because you, <laughs> when we first got on, you said you you're actually looking for a social media marketer? Yeah, so we're looking for a social media manager. So definitely, if you're listening, you love e-commerce, marketing, and, and social, check out healthyrootstalls.com. You might find yourself with a job. But for me, I'm like, wow, it would be so hard to be the social media manager working for you, Yulitsa, because everything you do goes viral. And I, I do want to talk about one tweet that I saw. Looks like it was back in June of 2020. And I think that might have been around the time people were doing like, how it started, how it's going, those side by sides, right? So I had seen them happen a few months before. But I don't like doing things that are trendy just because they're trendy. It has to be like relevant. Like it doesn't feel good when it's like, oh, I'm forcing this. It has to feel real. And so I like waited for my moment. And that was it. Amazing. So the tweet that Yulitsa put out was the founder, and there was a picture of her with her curly, awesome hair. And then the product, which was a great picture of Zoe, the doll, with very similar curly, awesome hair. And 3,000 comments, 122,000 retweets, and 879,000 likes. Yeah. Wow. So <laughs> do, you, do you have your like notifications turned on Twitter? Oh, you're not a Twitter professional until you turn off your notifications. Like people who actively use Twitter, even if you have like 50 followers, do not have their notifications on. That's what? great. That's amazing. No. So were you just like in awe when that happened? I wasn't in awe. I was just like, dang, the day after I sold out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Because I saw like the top comment on that thread was you, I think, talking about the site and whatever. Yeah. So that was my next obvious question was like, what did that do for sales? But it sounds like maybe it just helped build the wait list. So it was interesting because I'm always, I always believe in like testing things. That's the one thing that um, I practice with like e-com and just trying to see what works because we're so small and early. Like we can build relationships with us. Like, let's try this email campaign. Let's try this. What if we did this with the product? So I'm always trying things. And one thing I did was I wanted to see if people would pre-order. I wasn't certain. I was going to leave it up for a couple of days just to see if orders came through as we were getting in our next shipment. And so the day before we went viral, we sold out. And I just like quietly put it on pre-order. I was going to let people place orders if they wanted to. And then we went viral and it's like, oh, look at all these hundreds and thousands of orders now. <laughs> Amazing. And just like talk about timing. So yesterday, February 22nd, I saw you kind of going viral again, which is something I want to get to about your announcement there. But before we do that, I also saw that you you raised a million bucks. So yes. <laughs> I've got a couple questions for you, actually. One precedes that. But like, do you do any normal marketing? Like, do you do 
ads and emails and coupons or like is social driving everything for you? So we're very heavy on email marketing. And the way that I approach it is we have our organic, which is me talking about the brand, the brand talking about the brand. And then like our customers, word of mouth, we have all these thousands of customers who absolutely love this doll. Of course, they're telling their friends. And then we have our ads, which is mainly brand awareness, some retargeting, mostly traffic, because we want to bring people to the website and then hit them again with ads that are informative and then also capture them in our email marketing, which is where we focus on like pushing more content and like informing them of the brand. Oh, you want to see how the doll works? Go to YouTube. If you want to like see some stories that we have about it, go to our blog. So giving them more information to drive them through the sales funnel. Nice. Yeah. I wasn't sure if like these viral hits are just it helps. everything. But yeah, it sounds like you've got the normal kind of ongoing nurturing stuff, which is awesome. I mean, critical. Cool. Okay. So let's talk about money. You just raised a million bucks. Like what was the moment where you said to yourself, I need capital and I need to get it quickly? So 2018 was the year I stopped trying to raise money because people didn't want to write checks for me. And that's totally fair. People have the standards that they set for their funds and the companies that they invest in. And so I just put my head down and like I quote unquote minded my business and literally just focused on building my business, learning how to do digital ads. And then money came to me through pitch competitions, through grants, through opportunities because I was doing the work. And um, I didn't seek money funding after that. I've won some other competitions where I like Detroit Demo Day, $125,000 there. I did an accelerator program. And so there was always capital available to me and I wasn't necessarily pressed to raise capital. Sales were great. We were growing steadily and things were fine. But the reason why I raised money was because I had built a really strong network. And to be honest, I'm not the great greatest founder to ask about this because I don't believe in founders having to chase VCs for funds because we are the opportunity. You give VCs the opportunity to you know, come in with you on this. You, you don't necessarily need them. So if you're going to have an investor be a part of that journey, they have to be someone you want to work with, then more than just the capital, it's about the relationship. And so that's why I raised money, because now this company is growing bigger than I could have imagined faster. And I built these relationships over five years, so I didn't have to spend 18 months raising capital. I spent two. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, I think we've raised two over the years. And the first time, you know, it was like banging your head against the wall. I was getting no's left and right. And I realized like I was actually spending more of my time focused on that than building the business itself. So I shifted everything, really just focused on the customer and growing. And then once that actually happened, it was about, you know, building some relationships and it was a very quick process. So I can totally relate to that. And I think that really rings true for me. Nice. All right. So you got a little bit of money to help fuel some growth, you know, and then when I saw yesterday's announcement, I was like, oh, maybe that's actually going to help with some of the inventory that you're going to need in order to fulfill your deal with Target, which you just announced yesterday. Yeah, Target Online specifically to start. (laughs) Target Online. So do you think that like you were able to open the door with Target and some of these other big places that you mentioned earlier because of the virality? Absolutely. But I also had relationships. So Target came around because I intentionally name dropped the uh, Target in a Forbes article that I did after I went viral. But I also, I'd had relationships in my back end through programs that I'd been in. Like they know Target buyers, they have relationships, they're helping their other founders get into Target. I also had been interviewed for their accelerator program the year before. So I wasn't new to them. But again, you do the work and you build something great, people are going to want to come in. Amazing. 
Congrats. Yeah, I saw the uh, announcement yesterday and I'm like, oh my God, I get to talk to her tomorrow. So what does this mean for your business exactly? It means we get to do exactly what we set out to do, which is reach as many children as possible. And so it's all about us being able to empower young girls, create the meaningful products that we didn't have growing up so that we can impact the next generation so they didn't feel that way, whether it's, you know, like they're not beautiful or not confident or not powerful. Here's another opportunity for us to reach more kids to do that. Amazing. So now you've got your own direct-to-consumer site, and now you're going to be on Target.com. And, you know, I imagine, you know, once you get comfortable there, you maybe think about other other channels and marketplaces to to fulfill that vision. (laughs) Nice. Wow. Amazing. All right. So if you're talking to another founder, like who's early in their life cycle, getting started, got the idea, what's what's like the one or two things that, that you'd encourage that person to do? Is it a physical product good? Is it direct to consumer? I need, yeah, I need yeah, a little yeah. content. Direct to consumer, e-commerce, you know, it's e-commerce marketing school. So like you said, focus on your story, um, but then also figure out who your customer is and how to talk to them. Because I feel like I see a lot of people just talking out into the void, like posting product, posting discount codes. Like nobody cares about that. Like They need to be able to connect with you. If you're constantly posting your product, so what? So what if you have a great product? They don't know that. They don't really care. What else can you talk about? What else can you do to engage people? Yeah, that's such a constant theme. I'm catching up with Vivian K next week from Kinky Curly. She was telling us that early on, she was just engaging with other Black women on social media about their their hair and hair extensions. And she was just adding value early on. And I was and that, just going to say that. Yeah, like that helped her get to a million in sales without spending any money on Facebook ads, you know? So I think what you just said is is spot on. It's about helping finding your customer and and leaning in. And then, yeah, oh, by the way, like this is who I am. I do this thing and and letting people figure that out naturally as part of the value that you add. Cool. Amazing. Thank you for coming <laughs> on. This was great. 18 minutes. I told you it'd be short, but really, really good. Jam-packed, a lot of value in here and just mostly excited for everything that you got going on and all your momentum. And if people want to check you out, where should they go? They should go to Healthy Results on all socials except for Twitter. It's Results. And then on my Twitter, I'm The Yalitza and IG Black Girl vs. The World because of taking over. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you, Yalitza. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks.